everybody. Been a hot minute since we chatted uh, with the Stranger Ears. The Stranger uh, Ears? Howdy. <laughs> Is yeah, that the, the new name of, of this podcast? Yes. Stranger's Ears. Yes. Welcome to Midday Ramblings with Q. I am Q. <laughs> this podcast is hosted by the Untitled Van Life Project, which is Caleb and Amy. Yeah, that's us. Hi, we are here too. <laughs> Welcome back to Midday Ramblings with Q. It's been a while, guys. I know, it it's really been a has. Long it's been a hot, while. It's been a hot minute. I mean, we were just looking, and it's been since like July of last year. Well, and what's just, now? Just to be for clear, current we have January. January. We only yeah, record in like, months that start with J. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's probably <laughs> the most months, though. Like, a, that's the most popular letter, probably. Someone look that up. Aaron? Aaron, can you fact check? Thank Jan- you. What about M? January, March, June, and July. May, Mo- November. No, I think. Okay. <laughs> for the mustaches out there. Nice try. Um, but, yeah, we haven't been short on rambling with each other. We just haven't been recording it, so... You know, I've been rambling out there. Don't you worry, listeners. I ramble. Oh, we've been plenty. practicing our rambling. Have we? I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess we have. Practice makes perfect, makes perfect practice. Makes. Okay, Cusick, can you tell us what we're rambling about today? <laughs> sure. What we're rambling about today is more music. Uh, we, we did a podcast about music we listened to in like middle school and high school. And I believe we ended it with like senior year. What was some senior year music uh, we we listened to? And so now we're talking post high school. We're talking college, and uh, after college, and maybe even up to today if we have time. <laughs> Just you know the musics. What what inspires us? What makes us groove? What makes us cry happy? Cry sad? Or, what about laugh? Uh, what about music that makes you laugh? Or laugh. He did say yeah. happy. Also, but laugh is. Different. I said happy cry. You know, laugh or yeah, some Weird Al. You know, I grew up on Weird Al. I will say I, that's uh, from last podcast. I, I listened to the whole first podcast about music that we did that we rambled about today in preparation for this one. I wish you two would do your homework as well as I am doing it I d- for this I podcast. Did, I did no, pre- I did absolutely no preparation, <laughs> as is my style. Well, uh, I will say for the people joining now, uh, it's a really good episode. Um, I, it is long, but it kept me entertained, and we all kind of break down, you know, the music that our found foundational music that we listen to during our formative years of life yeah from a child through high school what we listen to how that kind of transformed over the years and what's kind of staying with us now and uh it's it's kind of a cool episode it was i enjoyed listening back to it as one of the talkers on the episode because i and then i think other people would like it as well. I think Stranger Ears would like it. Stranger Ears. That's what we call them now. <laughs> Stranger, Stranger Ears. Yes. Yes. I think it's Stranger it's ears. interesting to hear all of our perspectives and also how like we got the music. Mm-hmm. Like you heard a lot from your dad. Cusick and I, uh, or mine was definitely more filtered from my upbringing with my parents. And Cusick heard a lot from like your brothers. You were listening to Rage Against the Machine at like sixth grade which is <laughs> yeah, crazy uh so yeah it's it's just an interesting episode hey, you know what hey, guys you guys should go fuck, back and listen to you. it fuck you i won't do what you tell me um but much obliged <laughs> <laughs> okay well let's go ahead and dive in then because we know how we like to ramble so let's go ahead and dive in to um picking up where we left off i guess which I guess would just be freshman year of college, which probably is not too dissimilar from senior year of high school. But if you can recall, do you remember like freshman year of college? What? what well, I think like we should kind of widen back? our horizon mm-hmm. this time. Maybe the not go by okay. year. Like you know, mm-hmm. now that we're well, into, I, I, we're adults now. We're in college. Okay. We're free. <laughs> Maybe we right? can just start going how our music listening went from there on. It doesn't have to be a year-by-year year breakdown. Q, are you still there? I am still here. Yeah, no, I'm down for that. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't know I how to just, get started I on have, that, though, but. Well, then I will start 
with <laughs> by doing what I always do, which is an- answering my own questions. Yes. What was, I, we we don't all have to talk about our freshman year, but I'm going to talk about my freshman year of college because I was pl- I was playing in a lot of bands must have been a transformative year for you. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, like I had two um, guys that I lived with, uh, Kyle and Caleb, a different Caleb, Caleb Gregory. No, there's no other Caleb's out there. I promise you. Caleb Gregory, love you, buddy, if you're listening. Um, But both Kyle and Caleb uh, showed me a lot of music. You know, all three of us were like big music nerds. And so we were constantly sharing music. Uh, Kyle is a big drummer. He was like the backup drummer for Cage the Elephant. He's a badass. Um, And uh, so, yeah, like the three of us that freshman year were like constantly like sharing music that we'd listen to, figuring out what music we all, like, already agreed on we'd listen to, and, like, any time any of us found new music, we were sharing it. So, you know, I kind of had, like, a small community around, like, finding new music freshman year of college uh, with my two roommates, and, I mean, technically Kyle was my only roommate, but Caleb ended up becoming such good friends with us, and he didn't like his roommate that he ended up living uh, with us, so... Yeah, it was only supposed to be two people in there, but we had three people in there. It was it was really awesome. Um, and also, I was playing in a lot of bands at the time, uh, freshman year of college, and so it was. I also had a lot of bandmates that were like, "Oh, I heard the new uh, Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. You should check that out," or whatever else. So uh, you mentioned that one in the of- first podcast for high school. You can't bring it back up here. <laughs> That's the rules. That is not fair. So okay, okay. I don't I don't remember what all I mentioned in high school because I didn't do my homework. But so Cusick, what yeah, were some of the is, bands then from that period that like that y'all agreed upon or that that were like with your roomies that are worth mentioning that are worth mentioning. Well, even though I had technically heard of Animal Collective, um, Caleb uh, from yes. my freshman year of college oh. was kind of the the guy that like got me to listen to a lot of animal collective uh and could you say that you guys were animals listening to it collectively probably like (laughs) as far as fresh freshman boys three freshman boys um yeah we were we were animals collectively listening to Uh, animal collective so animal collective and then um Kyle was more into, like, a lot of punk rock, uh, but he would find, like, cool noise rock. I think Kyle might have been the one that showed me Lightning Bolt, which is, like, a bass drum duo. Um, And, you know, I would show them, like, Auto Lux or... uh, Did you ever listen to Idiot Pilot? Idiot Pilot? (sighs) Never heard of Idiot Pilot. (laughs) I don't think so. Idiot pilot. Idiot. Tell me, tell me about idiot pilot. No, this is your uh, this is your answering time. Okay, I'll tell well, you about idiot uh, pilot when we get to my turn to talk about idiot pilot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, but yeah, it's just like that. I will say though that year, the year, first year of college was definitely a lot of like music sharing, and I also went to Belmont University in Nashville, so for those who don't know, that is a big music college, uh, music, or I mean, it's like music business and music in general. Very big uh, music college, so there's just like a, in general, obviously, you know, people are always listening to music, and there might be a culture at, on every campus of like the music nerds, but like Belmont is chock full of music nerds and musical people. And so it was just great being in that environment, being a music nerd myself. And like, you know, there's never shortages of people who are listening to something that you've never heard that is going to be really good and interesting. So it would take it would take the whole podcast for me to go over freshman year. Uh, I think it is. It is. It it has has so far. And that's it. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. That's Cusick's freshman year of college music. But and also freshman year, or at least the first semester of freshman year. Oh, now we're breaking down <laughs> into semesters. Now we're just no, 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 getting no, no, into no, the sorry, first sorry, semester sorry, sorry. of freshman year. Like 
uh, twice a week I would have band practice, and so, you know, I I also think of like playing music, which I got to play for my favorite local band, my freshman year of college as well, uh, which was a band called Novelift. So I was like a fan of theirs throughout all of high school. I don't know if I mentioned that in the high school uh, episode, the band Novelifts, but I was a huge fan of theirs. And the summer between high school and college, uh, I ended up becoming the new bass player. So that was also just like, I was I was geeking out that first semester of college. Pretty cool. Dream job. Dream job. <laughs> I didn't get paid, but I mean, dream gig. So you peaked and it's just been like all downhill from there? It's been all downhill since freshman year of college. <laughs> okay, so you mentioned Animal Collective. Like what were some other bands? Uh, let's see, I mentioned Animal Collective, Lightning Bolt, um, ooh, what, what were some other ones? I think, uh, I finally found Andrew Bird, uh, freshman year of college, and I got, I'm still a huge Andrew Bird fan. Uh, Do you listen to much of Animal Collective or Lightning Bug? Lightning Bolt. Lightning Bolt. Lightning Bolt. <laughs> lightning bolt. Yeah, a- anymore? Because I feel like I'm not, you know, outside of the podcast, I don't hear you mention those bands a lot. Or ever. No, I mean, like, there's a lot of bands that just kind of, like, randomly pop, pop back up, and those, those everything I've mentioned will randomly pop back up. But yes, I'm very much a gizhead these days, and uh, they released a couple albums last year that made me happy um and i don't know but like i i get stuck on random stuff for like a couple weeks too you know you never you never know what it's gonna be okay okay cool (laughs) well is there anything else from that time in your life music wise that you feel like was impactful and has gotten you to where you are today um, well, shortly after that, I did, uh... Like, second semester? Or just <laughs> holiday break of first year, first semester? Um, holiday break. Well, well, se- well, second semester, I was pretty, pretty a little more down, because Novelift, uh, became no longer a thing. So then I started playing in other bands, and I, um... You could say it was Novel-lowered. Yeah, and then I, well, I started playing with, like, some indie <laughs> folk bands, uh, which um, got me to listen to more like, yeah, I think more folk and, uh, or uh, I don't even know. But yeah, Andrew, I mentioned Andrew Bird and like uh, I got really into Timber Tambor, who's a Canadian band. Um, and I got to see them open for Feist back in, I think, 2015. Or no, 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 it was even longer than that. It was like 2012 or something. It was a great show. Um, and I've seen Timber Timber multiple times, and uh, isn't that yeah, around? The, isn't I, that I around the time uh, Mumford and Sons released their first album? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was it probably? I, mean, so. I feel like um, everyone considered I it was, folk. Yeah, I feel like they were like one of the time, first yes. big, big ne- folk bands got, in quotes. Yeah, like I never got folk. as big into um, Mumford and Sons as I was into the Avid Brothers, which oh. I think they kind of yeah. Up, those two, I th- those two, I think broke around the same time which I haven't really kept up with the Avid Brothers either. But, um, yeah, I do remember Mumford and & Sons and uh, the Avid Brothers kind of breaking at that time. Um, and I was and after my freshman year of college, I, I dropped out of school for a year and toured with uh, kind of an indie folk band off and on for a while. And so that was fun. Uh, and, yeah, uh, and then it was kind of those bandmates and whatever they were listening to. So they would put on... Uh, they're the ones that sh- they would be the ones that showed me Timber Timber or um, uh, Man Man. Wait, what band was that? Was, I'm trying to think of the name. That was that was Honey Honey, honey Locust. Locust. Okay, I was about it's something with Honey. <laughs> something with Honey. Yeah, because I remember listening yes. to that album. Yeah, we did a we did an EP and an album. So, I think those are online to purchase somewhere if you're interested, listeners. But, this uh, these episodes are just a big like promotion for Cusick's old band. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get any. I don't get any royalties from any of my old bands. So even I mean, from yeah, trees you should check it to out. Novelift, uh, Honey sh- Locust. Have we talked about Beef should. Oven yet? We haven't yet? even gotten to Beef we Oven yet. We haven't gotten yet. to Beef no. Oven yet. Oh yeah, that was another. 
I mean, I lived in, that was another one after kind of college. I lived in a house with like six or seven other dudes at a time. We had a music. Sounds like a beef oven. Sounds like a beef oven. And uh, that's kind of what the house was. We did not codename it the beef oven, but uh, (laughs) it was actually. Did y'all have air conditioning? Was it just really hot? We had um, personal air conditioning units in some rooms. What temperature, like, would you keep your oven at? (laughs) Probably 400. I don't know. Okay, that's a little on the warmer side. Okay. Oh, you mean, like, the house? The beef oven, yes. (laughs) Yes, the beef oven. Oh, the beef oven. I don't know what the house. (laughs) I don't think we even had, like, a thermometer to know how hot or cold it was. But it was pretty miserable. Sounds like an old house. It was a very old house. It's it's no longer with us. Pretty much all the houses I've lived in in Nashville. Oh, wait, did we go to that house? How long did you live in that house? Yeah, we had house shows there, and you guys made it to the house. house shows at the house? Yeah. That was probably the one that we got in a wreck on the way, too. You did miss one of our house shows because, yeah, you guys got in a car wreck. And you were, like, pissed at us because we missed it. And we were, like, Cusick, we got in a wreck. And you're, like, I don't care. And Justin Y'all don't saved care about lives. me anymore. Yeah. Justin pulled yeah, us I out of the burning ask, car. I didn't I didn't even ask how they were. No. I was just, like, I don't care if you're in the hospital. I don't care if you broke both your femur bones. You should have been to that house show. How dare you? And we didn't talk until we started this podcast, actually. We finally broke bread. <laughs> Okay, are there any other musical highlights from this time of your life? Uh, All of it. All of it's really a highlight. But I I would say getting to just, like, play in local bands with local musicians that I loved and respected and getting to write with them or tour with them or whatever I did. Uh, I mean, that was even more the highlight than uh, finding all that great new music yeah, that those people would that makes show sense. me. So, um, so yeah, it kind of all runs together for me. Is like that era is very much, because I played in a lot of bands in high school, but uh, this was also like stepping out and playing a lot more local shows, playing out-of-town shows, going on the road for a couple weeks. You know, so there were new experiences and finding new music, you know, just while on a road trip with my band, cool, like, you know, probably each day of driving, you know, a, a different person would be in control of the radio. So, so that was also cool, just like having that experience. Yeah, and I mean, it should be said that we, we all grew up in Nashville, and looking back, I feel really, really grateful that we got to grow up there, and we kind of got to experience and witness Nashville's music scene like totally evolve and change. Um, and I think it still is and it has since Caleb and I left, but oh yeah, you know, yeah. it wasn't, like, nah. it definitely got its big break with being, you know, like the country music capital. Um, but definitely as we were in like high school and getting into college and then like post-college life, like it wasn't just country music, like the music scene there in all genres was so eclectic and booming and deep lots of variety and it was it was a really really cool place to grow up if you are a music lover nashville is yeah so well-rounded uh with like the kind of music obviously like you said most people when they think of nashville they're like oh country music or maybe even christian music because this is kind of the christian music capital too but you know, not as many people think about like punk rock or uh, who even knows how many genres. But like Nashville, <laughs> you can find pretty much any music scene, and there's incredible, uh, talented people doing yeah. like badass and innovative things, and like new scenes pop up. And yeah, it's constantly evolving. Um, but yeah, Nashville is far more than country music, and. Uh, yeah, that's that's a really cool thing to get to see in Nashville. Yeah. Okay, Caleb. College. Freshman year. Okay, freshman year day <laughs> one. What did you listen to on the way yeah. to your first okay. class? Um, <laughs> exactly. I think I listened to "Put On" by Young Jeezy. Kanye. Is it Kanye? I don't think Jeezy? it's Kanye. I don't know. No, I. Um, Put on. <laughs> so I'm just gonna like lump all college because uh, out of all the music I listened to in college, the two that I picked up on at the time and then that has kind of lasted till now uh, where like I listened to 
um, on the regular is one I got in the post rock. I got I got in the post rock. <laughs> I need to speak louder, or I can just turn up the game. Um, and yeah, I hadn't really listened to post rock before college, and um, so that was mainly like explosions in the sky. Um, nice. I also listened to a band called Talk Demonic that Justin got me into, which is still great. Um, and then the, <laughs> we should rename the podcast that what talk demonic. I went, talk demonic. <laughs> it's a pretty that's cool name. I mean, that's, that's a sick name. Podcast name to be. <laughs> um, and then uh, the other one was really oh David Bazan slash Pedro the Lion. That's when I heard of David uh, Bazan, yeah. and he was actually past his Pedro the Lion stage in his career. He was solo by that point and had just put out his like first. Uh, solo album I think he had an EP before that but it kind of like made him famous as a solo artist was when that album came out Curse Your Branches is what it's called and that's when I got into David Bazan and uh, he has been a regular a regular listen for me up until now like and we've I, he's probably the guy I've seen the most live shows of still to this day oh yeah I've seen David definitely. Bazan so many times live same we even saw <laughs> we even saw him live month on a live stream from his house last month last month mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh nice. like around christmas he did like a christmas live stream so yeah those are kind of the two that i you know i definitely listened to other stuff and heard new people around them but those are the two bands that made the most impact kind of and still are around to this day like i even like try to make myself listen to david bazan like if i haven't in a while i'm like i need to listen to a david bazan album right now or like weekly, <laughs> just you know, keep me down. Yeah, <laughs> to keep you down. Keep me yes. down. Yeah, yes. you know, keep me leveled out. If I'm getting too high, or you know, if I'm just you know too happy on life, I need to listen to a David Bazan yeah. album and keep things realistic and depressing. There and he'll go. admit that too. So they did a didn't they release uh, the remaster of Control just a few years ago? Pedro the Lion. 2002's album uh, Control, which I'm sure they the did, but album. it's pretty old. I mean, we saw the 10 year anniversary show where he did like a 20 yeah. year anniversary oh, at show the exit in. at the exit yeah. in mm-hmm. where he well, played through that the album. 20 year anniversary would be this year, yeah, you're right. Uh, so it has to be 10. 10. But yeah, it was a 10 year, yeah, at the exit. And I feel like that was probably that. when they put out the remaster too, but I'm not sure. It could oh, have come maybe out, so. so it might have been a while so. ago. Yeah, that would have been 10 years. But, yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> I still listen to David Bazan all the time. Uh, and I think, honestly, post-rock, though I don't listen to Explosions in the Sky and those bands as much anymore, I think they influence kind of, like, how I play and write music. Though I haven't really written any music, but I tend to, like, that's kind of how I play guitar. I don't You've know. written music. yeah. I've messed around and it's all very instrumental and I like like when I approach writing music even in like just my head it always I always wanted to be kind of like an instrumental ballad (laughs) per se I I can vouch for that because yeah when you were writing stuff with uh, Justin and we went or yeah I recorded with you guys yeah Um, that was like the height of my post-rock listening which all that music was pretty much like post-rock or but yeah, you yeah you, uh, I I mean we both do. But uh, yeah, you definitely wore your influences on your sleeve. Yeah. Uh, for writing and uh, yeah, that's that's very true. How many times have you seen Explosions live? Because I I've seen them twice live and they are phenomenal. I think we we've, we've definitely seen them we, at least twice. Yes. And I think it's just two times. That's all I can think. We've of. probably seen them. We I don't think we were together, but I mean they played at the Ryman. At least once. Were you at that show, Cusick? Yeah, the Ryman show, and then I saw him at Lollapalooza in 2008. Oh, nice. A festival set. Yeah, we saw him at the Ryman, and then we saw him uh We saw him in, in like Denver. a tiny venue, or it's not a tiny venue. It can hold a lot of people, but it feels very intimate. Was it the Ogden? The I think it was the Ogden. I don't know. They all look... I don't I remember which one. We were too new to Denver at the time, but um, it was it was a small show. Which was cool. Smaller than the Ryman. Smaller than the Ryman, for sure, yeah. Yeah. Dope. Well, Amy, that brings us to you. Well, 
So college, really what I remember from college and bands that I would say like have still stuck with me um, since then, um, I feel like I got really, really big in the Death Cab for Cutie in college. Might have talked about them in episode one. Not I don't sure. think we do, and I actually had them in my notes. I don't know. Like, I know I listened to them in high school, mm-hmm. but they didn't really become big for me either. I kind of think until, like, you really mm-hmm. started listening to them and really loved them. And then, like, at the time we were dating yeah. and, like, started listening to them a lot together and then also started going to shows together because yeah. they played a lot at the time. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of my college music, I feel like, is... It, there's a lot of it like intertwined with you, Caleb, because that is when we were dating and that is something that we did a lot was go to concerts. Like we saw a lot of concerts in college together. It was great. All over the Southeast. I know. It was awesome. <laughs> I mean, between Nashville and like Atlanta was only, you know, under four hours away. So like literally between those two spots, like you can see anyone you but want. But we also drove to Memphis for shows. We drove to, to Cincinnati, uh, Cincinnati, Knoxville. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we would go everywhere. North Carolina. Well, Death Cab's funny, and it's funny you bring up Knoxville, because um, one time for Valentine's Day, you and I actually, we got each other the same gift, and it was two tickets to see Death Cab in Knoxville. (laughs) Yes. So we ended up having four (laughs) tickets to that show. We should have just talked about that. We both knew that the show was happening, Mm -hmm. and that we would both want to go (laughs) together to the show, so we should have just been like... We can't both buy each other I tickets, know. but that's what happened. That is exactly what happened. But anyways, Death Cab for Cutie were huge for me in college. I feel like that's really where I dove into them. Um, I just fell in love with Ben Gibbard and his just beautiful, poetic style of writing. Um, and I mean, of course, you know, off of that comes like I got it or dove in a little bit to the Postal Service. That was his original project before death cap for cutie um and then he did eventually i believe i i think that's actually incorrect i think death cab came first but he'd only done one or two albums and then postal service was a side project he did with um, her name's jenny i can't jenny ever remember something. her last name what is her last oh man i actually have one of her solo jenny. albums well and she was also the singer for um the uh Oh, now I'm forgetting her band name. It was like with two twins and it's like Fox. The Olsen twins? Fox in there. Well, I really just, I really just fell in love with Ben Gibbard and his writing style and his voice. And so any, anything that he was involved with that had my ears open to. Um, But yeah, Death Cap for Cutie were definitely a big one. Um, I did really fall in love with Mumford and Sons as well. They got brought up a little bit earlier. Um... Uh, Sino More, their first album came out in 2009, but they were another band that I really, really got into. I just really liked their style of music, all the different instruments. I loved their vocals, the way their voices sounded. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give Jet a little solo here. He wants to make his music in the background yes. of the podcast, and <laughs> no one can tell him no. And I have I have kept up with Mumford since those days, and it's been really cool to see how their sound has changed and how they have just explored different um, different avenues of playing. Um, their first two albums, they really kind of stuck to the same sound, and then their last two, they've kind of explored and gotten a little more exploratory. And I really like it, and I really admire when bands do that, whether it works for them or not, or whether... I end up liking the old stuff better or not. I still admire the fact that they, you know, were curious and just had the courage to even try something different. Um, and like experimented. Yeah. Another one that I wrote down from college was Local Natives. Definitely got Ooh, into nice. them like the last, like I feel like it was when you were living in Murfreesboro, Caleb. So that'd yeah. be like the last two years of college. I um, had Local Natives on my notes as well. <laughs> You didn't say them. No, I did not. Okay. (laughs) Um, Local natives. Uh, Other ones that I feel like I listened to a lot and got really big in a lot were Muse. We saw Muse live so many times, I feel like. I think episode one of the music podcast should be titled, Let's Talk About Muse. Oh, did we talk about (laughs) Muse We talked a lot about Muse. Okay, well, then you've heard about Muse, but yeah. 
went and saw Muse a lot. We loved, we would go see them live often. They're just incredible live. Um, Sigaros, it's definitely when I listened to them, like really got into them. Started to dip into Radiohead a little bit. It's when I was first really like kind of introduced to Radiohead, but I'm not, I don't think Radiohead really stuck and hit with me actually till like post-college, till like the last couple years. But we saw Radiohead when I was in Murfreesboro. So with the first, I've only seen Radiohead live once and it was in college. So when I was still very new to them, um, I think I knew like could recognize one song that they played oh, in really that show. That few. Idiotech just... is the only one I remember being like, "Oh yes, I know this one." All the others, <laughs> I'm sure I'd heard before, but like I hadn't gotten to that recognition point yet. And unfortunately, that is still the only time I've seen Radiohead live because they never play over here anymore. <laughs> but yeah, they don't play. Uh... Yeah. Where where did you see them? Um, it was in Atlanta, at the Phillips Arena. Well, they're also like they don't okay. do. I mean, they're all doing, like, their own side projects and yeah. stuff. Tom York has, like, ten side projects. And so yeah. does Johnny Greenwood. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, I feel like it just... Yeah, the, they, the smile. Yeah, they, like, put out They put out a moon-shaped pool, and then they just, like, went their separate ways. And I feel like whenever they're all just bored, they're going to be like, oh, wait, should we do another Radio, Radiohead album or something? And it's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be awesome. But yeah, but yeah I, that's when I started dabbling in Radiohead, but had not... I would not have called myself, like, a Radiohead fan at that point. Um, uh, another one I have was Interpol. Definitely started diving into them in college as well. They were my perfect mm. um, cold night or rainy day music. I loved listening to them in those times. Um, and then I also have, like, Nashville has an awesome local radio station that I really listened to a lot in college. And kind of like you were saying, music with you know, all of your friends that you had at that time who were in bands and y'all kind of would just share music with each other, share local music with each other. That's really what I felt like Lightning 100 was for me. Um, I feel like I loved just listening to it and hearing. I don't feel like there were a few bands that I would really like take off on my own and get really deep into, but I just liked listening to it every day and hearing, you know, local artists and, you know, people who were local to Nashville and then also just smaller names that you don't really hear, you know, outside of that, that little realm. Um, but some bigger or some bands that I really feel like I took off with from there would have were Cage the Elephant. Um, there was a point, I think in my life where Cage the Elephant was the band I had seen the most live. Because they opened for Muse like three times of (laughs) the times we went to see Muse. Yes, they were opening for Muse a lot, and then we did start seeing them as a headliner. Um, And one of my all-time favorite concerts that I've ever been to was a Cage the Elephant show. It was an album release show at the Basement East, and it was wild. It was awesome, because they definitely could have done it at a bigger venue at that point in their career but they chose the basement east and so it was just so fun um but kj elephant moon taxi dawes the black keys really enjoyed listening to those bands during that time as well so that's that's kind of college for me yeah yeah beautiful beautiful all right cusick let's move into let's move into post or you know. All right, post or um, oh, and it was Jenny Lewis. That was her name. Okay. What? We could have guessed that. I, Someone could have said Smith yeah, Lewis Jenny, Johnson. Jenny Lewis. <laughs> you know, one of those would have worked. Yeah. Anyways, and she did a good, uh, a great solo album, and she was the lead singer of Rilo Kylie. That I think that was the band. So, um, but post. Well, I'll just go like. With what I've been listening to the past, I don't know, or the past couple years, yeah. pan- pandemic pandemic years, um, what's uh, what have I found or what have I been listening to? I feel like uh, I've been liking a lot of female artists uh, the past couple years. Ever heard uh, of Ginny Lewis? <laughs> Jenny Lewis? Yeah. From Rilo Kylie? Yes! Uh, no, I think Shit, you have. I, she yeah. also was in that I side have. project with Ben Gibbard, uh, Postal Service. Yes. The Postal Service. That is correct. 
Um, but no, uh, very recently I've been listening to Natalie Bergman. I think I, I sent you guys a link uh, to her most recent EP. Um, in 2020, uh, Becca Mancari released her second album, and she's technically from Virginia, but she moved to Nashville. And I used to work with her at a restaurant, and my band Beef Oven played a couple shows with her before her first album ever came out. Um, but her second album, uh, The Greatest Part, was like maybe my favorite album of 2020. Uh, of course, King Giz did not release any albums that year. but Because uh, <laughs> if they had, that yeah. would have been your de facto favorite album, of course. Yeah. Or no, they did release. Uh, they released KG in 2020. Yeah, they put out but at I least one album. And they also, that's when they yeah, had Chunky Shrek. The Shrapnel. live albums. Yeah. Yeah, they did the live albums, uh, two live albums in KG in 2020. But I still actually would probably put Becca Mancari's album as my favorite of that year. Um, and yeah, like I said, Natalie Bergman I've been listening to a lot of uh, recent, very recently. Uh, but I mean, last year... King Giz's Butterfly 3000 might have might have been my favorite album release just because I listened to it so much, and and like uh, Amy said with Mumford and Sons, I mean, Giz is known for being genre surfers, um, even though you could maybe classify him as like a psych psychedelic rock band, but uh, they're genre surfers, and so the fact that they did like a synth heavy album was just really cool, but it still feels very King Giz somehow. And uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what else. I've been what was like your to your top recently. five on your Apple Music replay or your mm. Spotify recap? Oh, that's, that's how right. we should, we should just um, made the episode about that. <laughs> Which I think true. King Giz was um, number one for all of us. Yeah, May. King Giz was my number one. Um, I think Radiohead, still Radiohead, uh, was my number two. My number three. Uh, going back to Weird Al references, uh, Bo Burnham. <laughs> I think Bo Burnham was, was number my number three. three. We knew um, several people who had Bo Burnham in their top mm-hmm. five albums listened to. I love yeah, it. He yeah. was in my top ten. He didn't make my top five. but Okay, he was in my top five. And then uh, Becca Mancari uh, was in my top five. I think she was number five, though. I think number four was actually just the Beatles, because I still to this day wow. listen to a lot of Beatles, which that's kind of... Sadly, that's a boring answer, though. But I know I've listened to um, a lot of, like, Leon Bridges uh, in the past couple years. And the uh, second EP that he's doing with Krungbin is... Or wait, has that come out? Or it has not come out, no. There's the been full EP has not come two out. Two singles. One song has come out. Or two singles. The second one came out today. Which is just an EP, so, so how many songs are there going to be? <laughs> Have they released half of it already? Well, I, I, think, I think they've... Well, I think it's going to be five songs, and the first EP was four songs. Is that right? That, that is Sun? right. Texas Sun is four. Yeah, and I think Texas Moon is going to be five. So, you know. Anyways, I, I really love those uh, musicians, though, working together. I mean, like, I, I've seen Krungbin with you guys. Uh, or the first time I saw Krungbin was with you guys, and yeah. I've seen them. Wait, when? Three when they uh, open for Tycho. For Tycho. Tycho. Cusick, I fr- yes, oh. okay. I forget that you were at that show. Oh. I'm sorry. And was that when, like, pretty much all of us discovered Krungbin? And Ty- yeah, that was when we yeah. all discovered him. Like, I only listened to them. I still remember that day we had just, or I had just heard of Tycho, but I saw he was playing. And I was, like, trying to talk people into, like, you know, hey, Q, if you want to go to the show, like, we can buy tickets. I did, like, but I don't think we wanted to go alone. And you were like, yeah, I'll go to that show. And then uh, I think, yeah, we listened to Krungbin. Just, I listened to him the day before the show, or the day of the show, just to, like, kind of listen to who they were. Yeah, Tycho, I hadn't, or I had heard of Tycho, and I think you sent me like their most recent album and they're like hey you want to go see this band and i think that day i listened to the album and i was like yeah i think i'd definitely like to yeah. see this live and then yeah krungbin ended up opening for them and they like blew it out of the water yeah mm-hmm. um and yeah i think like that night i looked up krungbin and downloaded their music so uh but yeah the fact that they're doing stuff with leon bridges i hope they do more of that because it is damn good all right, Caleb. 
post-college or however you want to title that well, era. I guess the bands I would want to mention now that I haven't mentioned, um, that we haven't mentioned, uh, Beach House was a big one uh, that I discovered. I'm still going with the trend of stuff that I heard like during college-ish. I think it, uh, Beach House I heard at West Street actually for the first time. Um, and then, but it wasn't really till we were married mm-hmm. that I got like heavily into them. And then since then, that's like continued. Beach House is a regular, a regular listen. We listened to an album today. Yeah, we did. Uh, of Beach House while we were driving around. Um, so that that's a big one. And then uh, Alt J mm-hmm. is uh, has been a huge one. That's and that's one we discovered kind of like Krungbin. Um, Alt J has been one that came to like we discovered very naturally just i love the way we discovered alt j yeah it was i mean we were at bonnaroo and it was just kind of word of mouth everyone's like hey we should go see alt j even though no one had heard of them or seen them that was just like the word being passed around bonnaroo was like hey go to the alt j show thursday night and we did and then upon getting home from bonnaroo the next monday we like downloaded their first album immediately yeah because <laughs> it was it was that good and uh we listened to all jay today so i'm basically today. i'm basically yeah. just saying yeah. everything we listen to today but this is like a day like it's almost daily that i will hear an alt j song mm-hmm. a beach house song mm-hmm. a king giz song yeah. um yeah. like and i've been doing this for years yeah. for like a decade so that's i mean i think that's cool too i but in contrast to you Kuzik, i like very i drip feed myself new music like I, I love new music from the artists i've been listening to but for me to really like you know pick up a new band or something i, I, I don't just discover music very um proactively nowadays yeah, i mean i definitely don't i definitely don't near as much as i once did but i still try to find new music um and yet, man, that first Alt J album is still just so. <laughs> good. And we we all we all went to see them live uh, after they released their third album, and they played almost every track off their first album though when uh, at that show, which was great. Um, which show was that? Where I, were at we? Municipal. Oh, at Municipal. Municipal. That's right. We talked about that recently, and you're like, Cusick was there. Yeah, Cusick, I do remember you being at that one, like, which we is were funny. Al- I said we were alone, and Amy was like, Cusick was there. Which is funny because. I remember you being well, there, but you I weren't sitting go. with us. Yeah, <laughs> did, you yeah, had I your own seat. I didn't go with you guys. Um, I went with like a coworker. Oh, so we didn't travel together. Okay. We didn't travel together, and I don't. Did I even see you at the show? I think we I met up maybe, like before, yeah, like briefly, to go in. Briefly. Yeah. But that's yeah. where I ran into some dudes who were in Cage the Elephant at that show. Oh, yeah, because they live in Nashville now. They're from Bowling Green, yes. but they live in Nashville. Mm-hmm. So you'll see them around Nashville plenty, the Cage the Elephant I guys. did. I saw them at the Alt-J show at Municipal. I saw them at Rosemary and Beauty Queen one time. Yes. Yes. Very nice. That's so Nashville of us. <laughs> <laughs> so nice. Yeah. Um, and, oh, well, Amy, before you go, I do I do actually want to name some bands that like I've found in that time period that have very much lingered with me. Um, which one I'm sure you will name, Amy, which is Tame Impala, but also uh, the band Ohm, O-M, which they used to be the band Sleep in the 90s, and they were kind of this uh, Black Sabbath-esque band, and then they became like a bass drums duo, and it's very, they do like really long uh, songs that almost feel like they're sometimes influenced by like monastic chants or something. Um, and then you've, uh, the, uh, Ty Siegel or Ty Seagal, I never know how to say his last name, which, uh, he also has a side project fuzz that I'm obsessed with. I think it's Seagal. And, uh, I say Seagal, but I've, I've heard people say Ty Siegel, so I don't know which one's correct, but, um, uh, and, uh, who else was, oh, the OCs, which are a California based, um, psych rock band never would have guessed and and they they also remind me of like king giz i'm into your mind fuzz uh sound um and they are they actually came before king giz though and i still am obsessed with them and so those are all uh i don't know what you would call i mean ohm is like drone metal or sludge metal or stoner metal or something and then fuzz and uh the ocs are very much psychedelic rock but uh 
I don't know if that's my favorite genre of music, but those are all bands that I like have been obsessed with for almost a decade now. And anytime they release something new, I'm like excited about it. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. Caleb, did you have any other ones? I think that was my short list of bands that definitely like. I remember exactly when I heard them mm-hmm. years ago, and it's still stuff I listen to like weekly, daily, hourly. Dare I say? <laughs> uh, I, I I think that pretty much rounds out my list. I mean, um, a lot of the like you know I listen to a lot of just Tom York side projects now, and mm-hmm. a lot of Cigarose side yeah. projects uh, mm-hmm. as well. So it's like you know the bands I've always listened to and have now expanded. And two more bands and so more artists. So that's essentially more, yeah. the new music. That is my new music. Yeah. yeah. I, if I'm getting new music, it's pretty much through the bands I've always listened to. Their side projects and their different connections and stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I think that pretty much rounds out my list. Uh, there, I mean, I could name a bunch of little small ones, but I think I've hit the the yeah. main starting lineup there. Yeah. Oh, Bob Marley. He was number two actually on my most played from last year, and I think I don't know. If what number he was for you but I he think, was top yeah. five yeah <laughs> but that's definitely something we kind of just almost always have especially since we've been living in the van which by the way did y'all know that did anyone listening know we live in the van that's like the whole point of the podcast right okay anyways <laughs> <laughs> damn it I, I think they know I'm just gonna let you keep going uh, well we have Bob Marley just like on in the van as like part of the ambiance of living in the van and the life oh style. he's more than just an ambiance yeah he is. no he's like he, we want him to be a theme just that those vibes are running through our life while we're driving around the country in a van so uh, we listen to a lot of Bob Marley collectively mhm as yeah, animals, I think the vans, the the vans name could have been Bob, like easily. Yeah, yeah, it could have, but the vans name could have been Bob. Yeah, I would have named I'm, him Marley instead of Bob if I were going to name him. But then everyone would have thought of the dog, yeah. Marley and me. Well then, Marley and no, me. they should definitely think of Bob Marley. What about what's his uh, his actual name? Nesta. Nesta, or Nestor. Nestor. Mm-hmm. We can name the van Nestor. Oh, that is where you guys nest. True. Yeah, so it like anyway. has a double meaning. We are the nesters. Yeah. <laughs> Jet is a nester. Oh yeah, Jet's definitely. A um, nester. yeah, that's all I got. Still listen to a lot of King Giz. It's just Nesta. Uh, it's not I think, Nester. Oh, it's Nesta. <laughs> it's Nesta. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Radiohead was also in my top five, and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Well, Amy, I mean. Give it to it. Yes. Give it to us. A lot of the music that I listen to now, pretty much 90% of it is, yeah, bands that I've been listening to for, very similar to what you were saying, Caleb, bands that we've been listening to, or I've been listening to for close to 10 years now. Any, you know, anytime Local Natives puts out a new album, I'm going to, I'm going to listen to it. Anytime Radiohead puts out a new album, I'm going to listen to it. Anytime... Um, Krungbin puts out a new album. I'm going to listen to it. Sorry, it should have said Krungbin. Yeah. Um, so at this point, the bands that I listen to, I literally, like this list I'm about to say, I literally listen to, I hear at least, at least one of their songs, typically one of their whole albums weekly, like yeah. on a weekly basis. Um, and those bands would be Krungbin, Bob Marley, Alt-J, Tycho, Tame Impala, Beach House, King Gizzard, Radiohead, Cigaros. Yeah. That's a good list. Yeah. Local yeah, Natives that's, that's and Mumford, Local Natives and Death Cab get like honorable mentions. I probably don't listen to them weekly, but definitely every other week I would say. Um, but yeah, all of those bands, which I think almost every single one of those has been mentioned at this point, um, they are just my weekly rotations. Um and just like you were saying, anytime they put anything new out, that's what I'm listening to. Or if they come out, if Tom York comes out with a side project, if you're gonna Crumbin check it out, comes out with a side project, I'm at least gonna check it out and show interest in it. Um, I think the only other artist that I listen to frequently that hasn't been mentioned, another one would be Trevor Hall. Um, I didn't really start listening to him until like 2019, so. 
kind like he's probably one of the newer ones that I listen to on the reg now. Um, but he's a real, really good singer songwriter. Um, I don't really know how to explain his like genre music. So singer songwriter is kind of the cop out that I'll say. <laughs> um, but he is definitely one that I have really gotten into and dove into deeper in the last couple of years. Um, but yeah, I mean, all, all the bands that I just listed, that's, that is my music life really at this point. All right. I think we're ready for Cusick's second semester of freshman year. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Well, I do think we should probably round this out. And I think, yeah. Or who were, who were your top five this past year? Oh, well, we said this, I think both Caleb and I's top fives were not accurate for us as individuals because we just, whoever's phone is connected to our Bluetooth speaker and charged enough and charged enough. That's who's going to be playing music. So there's a lot of factors. Right. So, so like that's true. my top five is sometimes things I've picked, but it's also sometimes things Caleb's picked just because I had more charge or I was connected to the Bluetooth speaker. So our top fives were essentially the exact same. <laughs> and it Very was Very similar. Yeah. It was King Giz, Bob Marley, Krungbin, Tycho, and I think Lord Huron actually was on mine. I'll say I had Radiohead. I didn't have Tycho. I had Radiohead and someone else that I can't remember. But yeah, um, maybe cigarettes. But our yeah, our top fives were a little skewed from like a personal standpoint. It was more like the collective Van Fam. Yes. <laughs> listening experience. And like what Kona wanted to listen to, he would have to play it <laughs> yeah. through our phones. So. I do have a playlist that I've made of Kona's favorite songs, by the way, if anyone's interested. It's a very happy nice. playlist. <laughs> very I, I happy. Know Jet, I want to know Jet's top five, but I, I'm sure he's asleep right now, so I'll let him be. He is asleep. Good call. Okay, so <laughs> to finish this out, I think we should all go through and say, I proposed this question to you, Caleb, the other day. If you could only listen to one band for the rest of your life, who would it be? Oh, and we always get into, are we counting side projects? <laughs> like, you do. expanding well, list yeah. of side projects? I will, yeah, I mean, like, I will like, say like, yes. Do you, count, do you count Tom York? Yes. Yeah, if you said Tom York, it would be anything Tom York's done. Yeah. Well, I would even go as far to say if you say... Oh, yeah, because... Oh, I do remember this question. I would even go as far to say if you said Radiohead, that would include anything Tom York has done. <laughs> okay. Ooh, man, that's hard. Okay, Cusick, I'll let you think on it because I've... Like, well, we have I, thought of I that. We have, answered it the I other day. It's I, a good question. I think I already, ha- I think I already have my answer because they also have a bunch of side projects, which is King Giz. I mean, they're genre surfers, so there's so many different sounds. Mm-hmm. But also, you've got um, Ambrose's side project, the Murlocs. You've got um, uh, the drummer side project, which is just like really weird drum, awesome shit. Uh, uh, calves, um, and then uh, there's Pipe Eye, uh, which is um, Cookie's side project, and I think, is there another side project? Anyway, the point is they have a lot of side projects, which I haven't done as deep a dives as I have with um, Tom York's side projects, but the point is, like, King Giz has such a wide sound, plus... Plus, if they have 20 albums it. themselves or whatever. <laughs> well, yeah, they, they have, like, almost 20 albums, probably. Or at least if you count their live albums, I'm pretty sure they do have over... Oh, they do have 20 albums plus their live albums. Damn. They are It's like, almost Anyways. an album for every hour of the day. See, like, King pretty, Giz pretty isn't much. my answer, but they were in consideration. And I didn't even know about all these side projects. I was just considering them based on literally only <laughs> King Gizzard and the Lizard yeah. Wizard stuff. So... Yeah, yeah, they also have a lot of side projects. So for counting that, I definitely have to go with King Giz. Or, well, not definitely. It's still hard to say no to Tom York slash Radiohead just because he has so many side projects that I love. But I feel like that's a more consistent sound, which I love that sound. But King Giz, it's like, oh, if I want to listen to a metal album... I've still got a metal album. Yeah. But yeah. if I want to listen to like a fun synthy album, I still have a great fun synthy album. Or a album. fun so, flutey yeah. album. Or a fun flutey or album. Or sketches of Brunswickies. Or, yeah, or jazz, all, yeah. 
jazzy or all acoustic instruments or whatever the point is i've got a wide array yeah. of great music with giz so i i gotta go with giz yeah that's a good answer it is hard to turn down tom york there especially like even his his normal his just tom york solo stuff is so good uh but i think when you well, asked me this or? i came that well that oh, was that was actually my answer <laughs> that i came to uh spoiler oh, alert Kizik. but yeah jonesy or yonesy as a lot of people Yonzy. say uh yeah. the lead Yonzy. the lead man of cigaros uh, I love all his side projects. Well, actually, I don't listen to a lot of his like poppy solo stuff, but he's put out some more orchestral stuff with Alex, his partner, I believe. Oh yeah. And I listen to a lot of that. And cigarettes. And cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and a, just a lot of cigarettes. Just a little. And I would cigarettes. yes, little cigarettes. And I would listen oh, to that shit. for the rest of my life for sure and okay, be a happy I man. I still, th- <laughs> I still think I still think I'm going with Giz, but like. I just thought of fucking Hans Zimmer. Oh. You know, I know he's like a composer for school. You'd have a lot right? of music to listen to. Yeah, I, you, you would have so much music. that He's actually a contender now that I think... I mean, there's probably other composers too, but I just realized like Hans Zimmer has so much music. Oh, man. I'm still going with my I'm choice still, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm still going with Giz. Sorry, but, Hans. Uh, the, sorry, yeah, sorry, Hans. But yeah, the door just opened all the wider to possibilities. Yeah. It's, Amy, what, Amy, what's your answer? Though? It's a good one to think about. So my answer was the one that everyone else has said, but no one <laughs> wanted to go with. <laughs> it was Tom York. Mine is Tom York, for sure. Um, Cusick, you, like, I did really, really think about King Giz just because of the wide array of options. Like you said, they've got like a heavy metal. They've got a like kind of synth poppy. You've got um, like chill... E- uh, sketches of Brunswick East style. You have an like, album that's eternal or infinite. <laughs> not a gone infinite. Yeah, yeah, an album that never ends. <laughs> yeah. Yes. An album that so, never yes. ends. Like, there is an album for any mood, for sure. Um, but, this, I mean, I th- honestly, Cusick, you said it. You were like, I mean, Tom York has lots of albums and side projects too, but it's generally all the same style or kind of same vibe. And you're like, and mm-hmm. I like that vibe, and that's that's it. Like, I just, I love it. And even though, well, yeah, like, I mean, I don't know. he does very, it's, it does, it's not as drastic, obviously, as King is his discography. Um, but, you know, like, OK Computer does sound different than In Rainbows, does sound different oh, sure. than um, Amnesiac. Kid A. Does Kid sound a. different than Kid I mean, like, they're not as drastic, and you're not really genre surfing, but... It's it's enough for me, and I just freaking love it. I just love, I love the way that he allows music, sound, vocals, lyrics, everything to just like, like flow, flow out of him. him. Yeah. yeah, and I just think yeah. it is something incredibly special. And, um, yeah, that's just like a portal for music to <laughs> just is. like teleport yeah, through, no matter where it came from. He's just like, come on through, and like, he and puts I it do together. think I could find a a Radiohead song for any mood I'm in as well. So that's yes. true. I mean, it's it's hard not to say to to say no to Tom York. Yeah. And I mean, I kind of agree with you. It's like that Radiohead slash Tom York sound probably is my favorite sound. But it's like if I chose King Giz. You know, I still got Polygon to Wonderland, which feels a little gizzy sometimes to me. Or, I mean, a little radio heady. Oh, I was like, I don't so, know. So, <laughs> um, I, yeah, I still got to go with giz. But, yeah, I think all three of us. It's a good question um, and something I think we can revisit every, you know, couple of years. Because who knows? It might change. Might not. I don't know. We'll see. Well, one of the conclusions of our first edition about music was that we needed to have a just solo episode podcast episode about radiohead (laughs) slash tom york so i still think i'm still feeling that way that we should do an episode solely on uh radiohead at some point okay um and i also had one more question i'm gonna make it Uh it's for you an hour we i know you have to answer it quick though but uh you talk a lot about you two uh in the first episode of music and how you too influenced yeah, your yeah, yeah. early music and did you, and i just wanted to know if you heard of, about like that bono interview recently no i haven't oh okay well it's not relevant then we'll talk about it later okay <laughs> all right so okay. we'll talk about that dang it i thought you had heard off that. mic 
But Cusick, I'll let you take us out. Okay. Thank you, listeners, for listening to us ramble as we do. Uh, thank you, Caleb and Amy, for joining me in such a discussion. And thanks for allowing us, us to out. join. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> um, check us out next time when we ramble about something else. And check out Untitled Van Life Project on whatever social media platforms they are on. And check out Podcast, Honey Locust Inst- and Beef Oven. And Novelift and Trees, trees. and Volaire <laughs> and uh, Blue Cadet 3. There's a lot of bands. Anyways. Oatmeal um, Head. I think there's still a MySpace head. page out there. Uh, Amicus Curse and Amicus Cures are my two solo projects. And, uh, yeah, that's that's all, I guess. All right. We love you. We'll love you. We'll love you. We'll we love, love you. you. We'll see we'll, you next we're time. We're loving you. <laughs> we're loving you right now. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.